Welcome to the Mind Body Magic Podcast. Because when your mind and body can work together, it's like magic. I'm your host, Natalie Trapasso. I'm a registered dietitian and weight loss expert. I'm here to help you up-level your health and wellness, all while making it practical. Each episode, I will give you the tools and resources to become your healthiest and happiest self. We're talking all things nutrition, mind, and body. So let's dive into today's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Mind Body Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Trapasso. If you're new around here, I am so happy and grateful that you decided to join us today. It is so cold where I am today. I had to run some errands and I had to get gas because I always wait till the last minute, of course. And oh my God, it is so cold. It's windy, cold. It's just blah. I really don't like the cold. But at least the sun is shining. So that does make it a little better. And I got to stop for Starbucks. My husband bought me a starbucks today so thanks babe if you're listening he usually does listen to the podcast i got the jade citrus mint tea which i am really enjoying it's the first time i ever got it and it's a green tea with lemon and mint there's zero calories zero sugar so it's great to maintain our blood sugar balance for hormones i do love the honey citrus mint tea that they have as well but that one has 30 grams of sugar in it so that is going to spike our blood sugar so i don't really love getting that one all the time because of all the sugar in it so I know I've talked about this before but when we are getting those blood sugar spikes and crashes like an imbalanced blood sugar is the root cause of many hormonal imbalances so I don't love drinking sugary drinks those are the fastest way to spike your blood sugar maybe throwing off your hormones so the jade citrus mint tea is really good if you want to try that but this podcast episode is not about starbucks although maybe i should do one on that one day let me know if that's something that you want is a an episode on starbucks drinks <laughs> i think that would be fun today i wanted to talk about intermittent fasting and doing a deep dive on what it is what people use it for and what is happening to our hormone and then i'm going to give you real life examples from what i've seen as a dietitian so intermittent fasting is when you don't eat for a period of time whether that be 12 to 16 hours or some people even do days at a time I'm sure you've heard about this or maybe you even tried it I know I tried it in the past you can do time restricted eating the 5-2 which is where you eat normal for five days and then you severely restrict to like 500 calories for two days or then like I said some people are fasting like 24 36 72 hours and just having water in that time the most popular I think is the time restricted eating where you're having like a window of eating. So like an eight hour eating window, 16 hour fasting window. The claims of it are that it helps with weight loss, fat loss, helps with diabetes, helps with cancer, helps with autophagy, which autophagy is the process in which your cells basically clean up all the bad stuff and the dead cells. And a lot of the studies I have read on this are done in mice. Now, Mice have higher metabolisms than humans do. So can we translate 100% of what's happening in mice as to what's happening in humans? No, absolutely not. We are not mice. We are humans. I've also seen that it helps you burn more fat in workouts than if you work out fasted. That sounds pretty great, right? But is it actually true? Like I said with the autophagy, a lot of studies I've read were on mice, but I will definitely look deeper into that. I, If I find anything or my thoughts change on intermittent fasting, of course I will update you, but I really try to be as unbiased as I can and tell you what the research is saying right now. And I think that is really something to look for in terms of somebody 
to work with as a researcher, dietitian, whoever. You really have to be unbiased and look at what the research is saying. So if you're finding somebody that is like dead set in their ways or not even open to looking at research, I think that is a huge red flag in staying away from that person because like I said, research is always changing. They're always finding new things. Science is always evolving. If it's not, then it's not really science. So we have to be as open as we can, have an open mind, and just look at what the research is saying now. So if anybody has any research they would like to share with me, please do. You can always DM me at naturallynatalie.rd on Instagram, and I will look more into anything. But let's talk about what most people are using intermittent fasting for. Weight loss and fat loss, let's be real. Studies for weight loss show that there are no significant differences in pounds lost with intermittent fasting and calorie restriction because at the end of the day, it does come down to that calorie deficit or eating less calories than you're burning. The reason people are seeing weight loss results with it is because the average American is eating later in the night. And what foods are they eating later in the night? Snack foods, processed foods, chips, sweets, things like that higher calorie foods, right? So if you tell them that they can't eat after a certain time or only in a certain window, then of course you'll be eating less calories. And overnight, our body needs to rest and reset. While we're sleeping, our body is processing what happened during the day. Our digestive system is resting. Our liver is processing toxins that it took in during the day. So if you're eating too late in the night, that's really not going to be happening. Plus, your body is going to be focusing on digesting versus getting restful sleep. And we know that lack of sleep increases our stress hormones, which can impact our ability to lose weight. I have talked about this before. If one hormone is off, then it throws other hormones off. So if our stress hormone is off, it throws off thyroid hormone, estrogen, insulin, leptin, and that could put our body into fat storage mode. So what do you want to do is allow your body 12 hours of rest overnight. That is plenty of time to allow your body to reset and rest. You don't really need much more than that. But I get it. Some people, it's just a lot easier to say, I'm going to stop eating after seven, helping them eat less. But are there any negative side effects to going too long without eating? Yes, there are. Fasting is a stress state. It increases our cortisol level. So in a meta-analysis that looks at results from multiple studies, their conclusion was, quote, fasting shows a very strong effect on increasing serum cortisol, end quote. Also fun to note while we're in this topic, they also found that, quote, calorie restriction significantly increased serum cortisol levels in 13 studies of 357 total participants. Results suggest that severe caloric restriction causes activation of the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis or HPA axis, which may be transient, but results in elevated cortisol. Although our findings suggest that less severe calorie restriction is not associated with a stress response, end quote. So this shows that fasting can increase cortisol levels in our body and we already have enough stress in our lives, so why would we add more? Like I said, if we have increased stress, throwing off other hormones in our body. Now, what about the claims that say you can work out in a fasted state because you burn more fat? The thought is that if you have no glycogen, which is our stored form of glucose or our energy, we will burn fat instead. But again, I found no evidence to support that fasted workouts burn more fat than fed workouts or when you eat. I touched upon this last week when I was talking about why you shouldn't go low carb. When our glycogen is depleted, 
your body starts to break down proteins. Or if you're fasted, it's going to break down your muscle mass. You are going to break down that muscle to convert it into energy. And fat burn is not an hour-to-hour thing. It's a daily thing. We can't just say that eating habit inhibits fat burning because fat burning is happening throughout the day. So if we really want like a boost in metabolism, healthy hormones, we definitely don't want to be breaking down our muscle mass, which could be happening when we're working out in a fasted, stressed state. Also, studies do show that fasted workouts can impede your performance. So if you have no energy or fuel in your body, then it's harder to do a solid workout. And if you're not doing as good of a workout, are you going to be burning as much fat, building as much muscle? No, you're not. So I don't know, in my opinion, I don't think that that's a good idea. So I think at the end of the day, claims of fasting are a little bit exaggerated because what happens in the general public and what I've seen as a dietitian is most people are fasting their breakfast. So they're eating later in the day. Let's say that their eating window is 11 to 7 p.m. Well, they've already been up for like five hours, their busiest time of the day, they are having no fuel. So by the time they get home from work, after dinner, they sit down, they relax, their body is going, hey, I didn't get enough energy today, feed me. And those intense cravings kick in, so they end up overeating, not being able to stick with it, can't stick with it in their window, and then all of those negative mental effects, like, oh, I'm such a failure, I can't even stick with fasting, kind of creep in, and then that's another ripple effect. Or even if they can stick within the eating window, what did they do? Severely cut back on their calories, slowing down their metabolism. So if they were eating three meals and snacking later in the night, and then all of a sudden they're only eating two meals a day and they stop snacking, they severely cut back their calories, slow down their metabolism. So then they have to keep eating less and less and less to keep up with that weight loss. And these are things that I've seen time and time again with people that are saying that they're intermittent fasting. I also had a client who went to a personal trainer to lose weight and she was told to fast and fast her workout. Well, you want to know what happened to her? She gained 10 pounds. The trainer was trying to tell her that that was 10 pounds of muscle, but no, that's not 10 pounds of muscle. She put herself in a stress state, messing up with her hormones, going into starvation mode, and she put on belly fat. That is what happened. So please be careful when trying these like biohacking things that claim that they're doing all this magic. You may actually end up doing more harm than good on your body because you can't biohack your way to good health if you don't have solid foundations. If you're not eating enough, if you're not sleeping enough, if you're not eating good foods, nothing is going to help you if you don't have those solid foundations down. Intermittent fasting is not going to help you if you don't have these solid foundations down. And like I said, it might actually do more harm than good. And I also wanted to point out in this podcast that with my research, almost all of the studies I read were done on men, men only. Another meta-analysis I read had a list of studies and the people that were involved in most of the studies, a lot, I mean a lot of these studies, they were men. There were barely any female candidates. The ones that did, did not disclose how old the females were because a lot of studies that do include females are including females that already went through menopause or they're not cycling and they don't have those hormonal fluctuations. I wanted to read this little blurb from the study I was reading on metabolism because it was really annoying I found. So quote, we believe it is important to determine the actual effect of the menstrual cycle due to the burden placed on researchers and participants in order to control for it. Possibly because of its burden, neither verification of nor control for menstrual cycle phase is universally reported by researchers measuring metabolism in young women. Recently published studies that include cross-sectional comparisons of RMR, resting metabolic rate, training related to resting metabolic rate, 
and validation of predictions, equations, resting metabolic rate, have either failed to report control or chosen not to control for the potential influence of the menstrual cycle, end quote. That just blows my mind. The fact that it's like the burden of the menstrual cycle, the burden of the researchers not being able to control for the menstrual cycle, just they just throw it out in the research. Not to mention that females of childbearing age were left out of studies until recently. 1993 is when it became a law for the inclusion of women in of childbearing age in studies. 1993, 30 years ago. That is not that long. But I digress. Back to fasting. Like I've said, I think it is a disservice to throw out these blanket statements for people like everyone should do intermittent fasting, especially when research does support some negative effects to it. Also, most people are not doing it in a healthy way. They're not making sure that they're eating enough, getting enough protein, weight training, sleeping enough, and having stress-relieving activities. Because when we're throwing out these things, most people who don't have a nutrition background are just doing these rules like intermittent fasting okay I'll eat from 12 to 8 p.m and take nothing else into consideration when nutrition is not like that at all so if you are somebody that is doing the weight training getting enough sleep eating enough you're making sure that you're hitting all of those things and that's great and if you like fasting great I'm never going to tell somebody to stop doing something that's working for them because I believe that there's a healthy way to do everything and if you are dead set on fasting then you just need to make sure that you're eating enough calories and protein getting enough sleep staying hydrated and doing something to help you combat that stress response from the increase in cortisol when we're in that fasted state and research does show that people who eat earlier in the day lose more weight than people who eat later in the day so if you're going to intermittent fast eat earlier and stop eating earlier like skip dinner don't skip breakfast but then what kind of life is that how would you go to dinner with friends or have date night or whatever you want to do it's really hard to maintain your lifestyle with that so in my professional opinion find something that fits in your lifestyle you can stick with is healthy for your body your hormones your metabolism and makes you feel good and like I said that you can stick with long term because if you can't stick with something there really is no point that is why I'm so animate about individual approaches to things finding ways to make things work in your life with what you have going on and works for you and that's what I do in my coaching program we determine a plan together that works in your lifestyle. So if that's something that you're interested in, you can apply for coaching. I will link the application in the show notes for you. And as always, if you have any questions about what we talked about today or you want to request a topic, you can come DM me on Instagram at naturallynatalie.rd. But I hope you have the best day ever. Bye. Thank you so much for pushing play today. If you enjoyed this podcast, I'd so appreciate a five-star review so I can help more people. Also, come join me on Instagram and TikTok at naturallynatalie.rd so we can connect. Thank you guys. I hope you have the best day ever. Goodbye.